Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Sixty episodes, you guys. This is our sixty-first. Actually, we had planned a very different version of our sixtieth episode. However, with the Kincaid fire emergency evacuation from the area we were staying in in California, we were forced to just do an on-the-fly, in the dark, no electricity, uh, just using what tiny amount of. Um, uh, signal that we had. Uh, the cell sites were down, the electricity was out, there was no Wi-Fi. It was very, apop- uh, you know, sort of apocalyptic feeling. Um, any of you who listened, you know, but I just wanted to say thank you for listening for this, you know, these last 60 episodes, and I am looking forward to our one-year anniversary coming up. And even though we have been recording longer, you know, as far as our connection to you, it's, uh, anyway, it's really exciting. Uh, and I'm just so happy to have uh, begun this journey with you, actually. And though it started out more with uh, Mats and I, it's really have evolved into more my baby and uh, my heart and my passion is so deeply with all of you and this journey that we're all on together and uh, I realize that, you know, while I know so many parents that are suffering this, the truth is that I, uh, there's still a lot happening out there. Every time I meet another mom, there's another version of, of suffering and pain and not entirely being able to settle into the beauty of what we have because of the intensity of, of motherhood and life and daily whatever. And uh, this weekend, I really was reminded of that even more. Uh Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. I want to dedicate this episode to a dear friend of mine and I'm not going to use her name. And I know that she might not even be listening because the truth is she doesn't even have time to listen to podcasts, but she's close to my heart and you might even hear something familiar for yourself. She, this is an older mom Wednesday. So, uh, she's also an older mom. She is my age. Maybe she's maybe a month older, something like that. I have known her for over 20 years. And, you know, we've had our moments of being closer and farther apart, partly to do with technology. She's not deeply into the smartphone technology world, as I have, you know, been as mainly to be stay connected to all of you and to so many friends and family members around the world. Or maybe I also would have backed off. I don't know. Uh, now it's so hard to imagine being so connected. In these last few days, I was really reminded of what it's like to not be fully connected, that there's a relaxation in that. When you're forced, you have no choice but to not be connected with, um, you know, cell sites down and blackout and all that. It was it was crazy. But uh, she she's on the outer edge of connection, occasionally checking emails if she's able to answer the phone, great. She lives where there's not a lot of cell reception. So that makes it also kind of a different reality when you can't even answer the phone if you wanted to or get messages or, you know, (laughs) use your data. And she has a couple of great kids and a very 
joyous husband, but like any relationship and any reality with family, it's pretty full on. Um, there's challenges like all of us, and I'm not going to call them out at the moment. I will just say that, you know, between, let's say different or lack of full alignment of, uh, giving each other the time that they need, like many of us, uh, and trying to survive, or I hear my daughter in the background, or, or actually to be able to make it in this world in California. It's a beautiful, sunny place. Uh, there's a lot of amazing communities, and uh, this one in particular, in order to survive, it, it takes two people working. And here is a mom who, she works her butt off. She works six days a week. And really, if I'm honest, she works seven days a week. She does not get a break because her husband um, has activities uh, on the day, on her only day off. And therefore, she ends up caregiving for the kids most, if not all, of the day. And I feel it. I feel it in her vibration and frustration. And, and there's so many of us in that situation in different moments. And it's hard to move past it and to see what we have. And I think it really woke me up. And this is why I want to dedicate this episode to her, because I think, you know, all of us have struggles, whether we're millionaires or, you know, or not, whether we have all the kids or the support that we want or not. Uh, regardless of, you know, how we see people, we, we all have these struggles. And, uh, and when we're caught up in it, it's hard to see clearly. It's hard to look around and, and you know, take a breath and move out of the stress and the overwhelm into, wow, I've got amazing kids and I have a home. And, you know, and we know in theory that that, re, that truth, that um, there's a lot to appreciate, that we're not living in a third world or even whatever developing world, I guess is what we call it now, where people don't even have electricity during the day and they, you know, have death all around them or whatever. There's, there's much worse, but it doesn't change our own suffering. And that, uh, that truth of what comes inside of that, which is, you know, being lost, like there's no space. There's not even space if we wanted it. Um, it's not about making space. It's really feels that there is you feel in your bones that there's there's no um, even perception that there there is even a couple of minutes. Uh, sometimes it feels that way, and I think part of it is that we get sucked into the the sort of current of overwhelm, and this sort of, we we become victims to the stress and the overwhelm, and a way we get uh, we can't unhook from it. If you've ever before you had kids worked um, like you are working with your kids where you are working like an 80 hour week or just really, it's really hard to unhook from that. I remember doing that um, back in Prague when I was working in coaching and training and sales and oh my gosh, I remember that I had Christmas holidays and I didn't even know how to stop. It was really, it took 10 days to stop. And uh, I remember my boss saying, turn off email, go to, uh, we didn't have Netflix at the time, you know, go online. And I think he sent me a couple links to something to get, you know, sucked into and just, you know, decompress and was the best advice in that moment. But the truth is that when 
you're working any kind of job, whether it's at the home or outside the home with kids or not with kids, it, it is, um, unhooking is harder than it seems. And I almost want to say that it's like an addiction. We, uh, we're sort of without realizing addicted to the, the suffering and the pain and the, um, we, we just can't see it, view it, feel it, uh, in a different way. And it's really just about that looking to the looking over to the side, you know, you're, we're looking straight ahead and all we see is all the things that need to be done and that we're the only one that can prepare things for school the next day or, you know, we're the only ones, this, that, whatever, and our kids come to us, um, those of the, whoever it is inside the partnership who feels it in that way. Or, you know, if it's like Alba, you know, we've got two moms, so both of them are feeling that way in different ways. So that's that's even trickier when both partners are feeling that way. But... Um, I think it's why I know and I feel in the depth of my soul that the things that I have been working on and many, many of you out there might also, you might also be working on that you have in your pocket, these sort of mindfulness and different rituals or commitments that you have to yourself each day. You have to stick to that. And if we don't, if we don't, no, thank you, darling. Okay. Uh, That if we, wonderful. Uh, that if we don't have this, if we don't commit to ourselves, I'm not saying that my rituals and my way is the only way. I'm saying that it worked for me and it's worked for other people. And uh, and I'm going to keep coming back to you guys and sharing things. And, may, and down the line, you know, we'll get an opportunity to just work together. And that's going to be great. I'm still in that year of wanting to give and I don't want to sell. So I'm not going to do that right now. Even if it might be the thing that you need right now, I'm not... We just, I want to wait a few more weeks and months. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and we're settling in. So I, I also don't want to do that. But uh, I just want to say that if you can do one thing for yourself right now, if this story of overwhelm, honey baby, thank you, um, speaks to you in any kind of way, I just want to say commit to one thing each day. One thing for you whether it's sitting down to make a recording and do a journal entry, if it's even just making your bed in the morning uh, or whatever it is, pick something. I don't care how small it is. One tiny thing that's only for you that you're going to do no matter what. And maybe down the line you add something to that and it's two things. And maybe it's something that takes a little more time. Maybe it requires more boundaries and helping your kids and your family to be more self-sufficient, even if they might not do it as well as you, that preparing things for the next week or whatnot. Uh, we got to let go. We got to let go of that perfection, that perfectionism that binds us and is imprisoning us and get back to that vibrance, that patience, that balance, that love for ourselves and Um, that ability and capacity to be able to love and feel relaxed and be that person that started this family in the first place. So that's my main message this week. Um, It's for everybody, not just older moms. I think that the deepening of that as an older mom is that, um, that we had a longer period of time with freedom of some sort where we could make our own choices, we could sleep in, we could 
do things in our own way. Um, if we were single for a long time, then there's even a <laughs> deeper deepening of that. And, uh, and so, and that ability to focus, that's a huge one. Here I am. I'm trying to record and my daughter keeps running in the room because we are staying at her star mom, her godmother's house while we're settling in. And then we'll go back up to my mom's when we get gas and electricity again. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, focus is a really big thing. And so you, you feel in, and as an older mom, I think there's just this settling into yourself that you have more before you have a family, which, uh, is both a good thing and a frustrating thing. I remember reading this book. I still need to figure out which book it is. I want to say Maureen, maybe you gave me that book at one point about being older and being single or gosh, I have, I'll never remember it. I, I don't think the way that it was written spoke to me entirely, but it was the idea of, uh, the differences between being younger and older. I really don't think that being an older mom has anything to do with energy. Sorry, I don't agree with that. I think what happens as far as the energy piece is more uh, that, uh, how can I put this, that the emotions and the, the there's a lot of other things that come into play that we uh, may have gotten stuck in some patterns that when we're older, we function differently inside of the family uh, and therefore can be more exhausted because we give up on certain things too quickly and whatnot. But I, I can say honestly that I remember quite vividly uh, as a teenager, someone in my 20s and in my 30s working with kids, it was always exhausting <laughs> when you have somebody coming at you, you know, you know, and uh, your focus is hard to keep and all of that. I remember watching my friends. I, it, it really doesn't matter what age you are. Uh, it happened. It has more to do with what boundaries you're able to keep, uh, your, your value system, your support system. There's so many factors. I think that uh, one thing that happens when we're older as well is more older moms can be in a situation where they are not supported because their parents and their system is uh, not as available. Uh, it can be something like that. In our case, you know, I, we don't really have, we can't just walk around the corner and, you know, leave our daughter with for days with my mom or something like that. We wouldn't, that would be really hard on her at 80, in her 80s, you know. And, um, you know, it's different every situation. But I know plenty of young people as well. You guys out there also don't have your support system. You don't have somebody just coming in and, taking care and, and others of you do, but you still feel exhausted. So it doesn't matter. I mean, it's all, it all kind of balances out one way or another. Uh, but I think the beauty and the challenge is that here you are in your midlife in this particular older mother episode I'm talking about here, when there's a creativity that's yearning to come through so strongly to, um, funnel all that uh, experience and knowledge and travel or whatever you've been doing in your life, whether you've been in one place or traveling inside your soul or in your body, it doesn't matter. Uh, and the challenge with having a small person at this time is that it's like there's something screaming inside of you to come out. And at the same time, um, you know, you have somebody who's <laughs> screaming for attention. Uh, but you know, that's many of us, right? I just keep coming back to it feels stronger when you 
are older, but you know, I don't know. Now that I think about it, I've talked to so many of you who are, have the same thing. There's something that the path you're on your, your path is like right there, but you can't get to it because there's so much demanding your attention in the moment. And it's funny. I keep thinking that if, you know, our daughter's in school, then it'll be easier. But those of you who have your kids in school, you still feel like there's not enough time. So it's like a paycheck, you know, no matter how much you make, you'll always spend it. <laughs> and and I think we just have to have to find a way through just changing our perspective about things and, and uh, untrapping ourselves. I know that's not even proper English, but to, to set ourselves free and um, allow for things to not be as we expected, hoped, or imagined, but uh, still allow ourselves to enjoy and have humor with and, and, and um, yeah, just feel it more. You know, I woke up this morning thinking about my talk with my friend yesterday and I thought, uh, you know, my other friend said, oh, you know, she's always so funny and this and that. And when I saw her, I thought, well, she's really suffering. And I felt honored that she was so honest and real with me. And at the same time, I realized that, like, eh, we... Yeah, we just get stuck. So, and on the harder, more tired days, hey, the doggies are sleeping, baby. My daughter is in here, and I'm sitting next to two lovely dogs. There were two rescue dogs, and they are uh, happy. And my daughter took them for a walk. Now they're tired and ready to uh, rest. And my daughter wants to play, right, Ella? Yeah, and I want to play. Okay, well we'll play now. And okay? we need to play. We will play. Sweetheart. And we need to play. <laughs> and we need to play. See, maybe this is this this is play. the message that we need to play and play and play, and I think we forget to play because we work and work and work and prepare and prepare and clean and clean and organize and organize, and you know, lecture and whatever we might do to our our partners. I think it, a lot of it, so much of it, is about letting go. So. Uh, I feel like I'm rambling here because I can't really keep focus, but I wanted this episode to reflect California. I mean, it's, I'm starting over repatriating. Holy crap, Roni. It is really intense, you guys. And it's maybe not a surprise for those of you who've done it. Um, anytime you move to a new country, it's intense. I think coming back to a place where you once were in a very different way is... Um, is strong. Uh, coming here without jobs is partial insanity. And starting completely over again, you know, the whole car and insurance and medical and, you know, all those basic things, it takes up so much space in your day that you miss just being able to enjoy. But that's like when you move and you're unpacking boxes and selling your house. It takes like me, usually like a year and a half or something, year, year and a half, depending on the reality to really fully, fully settle in so that you have that space, full space for creativity and um, volunteer work and, you know, really just getting in your flow because you're not having to deal with those basic foundation things. And uh, I think that really came to light the other day. And any of you who've been watching in, you know, uh, Instagram from Imperfect Parenting, you know, IP underscore parenting, you know that uh, I mentioned this before, but I was reading this book with uh, with Ella, and it's called it's the Usborn Science Book, and it just goes through all the different kinds of things connected to 
science or that are science and in nature and life. And so here is this big giant oak tree and it's growing high and strong. And I love oak trees anyway. There's this sort of intense power and energy and fairies and whatever the things connected to that. And, uh, and my daughter flipped open the bottom. It's a flip book, like where you not flip book, uh, you know, where you have tabs and you open up the little doors and you get more information and more pictures and super cool. And so she opened up the bottom part there and then she opened up another tab and it was sort of this roots and then the deepening of the roots and what are the roots of the tree about and that the the tree roots need to uh, spread and go deeper into the earth in sort of complicated web to keep the to the foundation strong so that the tree can grow up high and big and provide a place for animals and support the the environment you know with giving the oxygen and you know receiving and giving and this whole thing and I just thought saw it as such a huge and profound analogy for life I just had this deep in my heart aha and I thought this is it of course without our foundations feeling strong there is no chance to grow up and out and and big and be our most expansive, amazing selves to be able to support others in the way that we want to be able to do, you know, to be that tree for the birds and the squirrels to live in and whatnot. Really, to be able to be that, to be able to give, to be able to receive, we have to have that basic foundation. So if we don't have our finances sorted and our friendship support system for our families and ourselves a place where we can relax into and cry on a shoulder and get a hug and be broken and be joyous and you know and be able to celebrate our our um, our passions and our achievements and without feeling like we need to make ourselves smaller to make other people feel bigger like if we need to have that safe place that place that we created. We need to have all those basics set in place where we have our insurance and our cars and our, you know, transport and our strollers or whatever it is that we need to just have the basics of life so we can relax and just live. Uh, Without that, we are not whole. And so many of us don't have all those pieces fully in place. You know, you might see one person and you think, oh, wow, they have all this and they have that, but they don't have any friendships, you know. Or they have an amazing community, but they're constantly suffering and don't have the financial peace and freedom to just, you know, exhale. There's often, uh, there's very few who really have it, you know, all sorted. And and when they do, like, I just want to make a list and and put them out to all of us to remind us that it is possible. And I think that's a big piece too that we have to let go into realizing that it's possible because we our words are so powerful. Over and over and over we'll hear ourselves saying the same thing and we have to sort of, you know, gently slap our cheeks and and wake up or splash water on ourselves and say, "Stop. Stop saying it's really hard to live in California. Stop saying I don't have the support of my family. We have Ohana. We have to create our family. We have to, it's true, but at the same time, we can make a different truth. How about we talk about what we do have? And that's my goal for this week is talking about what we do have. So if I'm going to make two offerings to you guys this week, it would be 
Pick one thing to be committed to yourself every day. Do it in the morning because the rest of the day can get away from you. If it has to be another time, great, but I suggest in the morning before the day starts. One little thing, one teeny tiny little thing. I don't care if it's having your chai every day or if it's whatever. You pick it out, make it something easily achievable and you can kind of step it up later. Just start with something that you know 100% you can do. And the other thing is start talking to yourself and the world out loud in a way that is about what you do have and not what you don't. And this, I'm saying it to myself too, okay? So that's this week. Being older, being younger, we're, we're all here together and we have to keep supporting each other, not tearing each other down, not spreading gossip. I also hear myself spreading information to connect friends and it's just like, stop. Let's just do our best to really uh, come from our hearts and connect from our hearts and be the best version of ourselves as often as possible. We're human. So when those moments don't happen, you know, give give yourself a break. You know, it's just going to happen like that. You're going to, you're going to yell or you're going to be grumpy or you're going to roll over and put the pillow over your head when your kid wants to do something. I mean, these things are going to happen. So this week, let's see the do haves and move towards deep autumn and winter and in some places Thanksgiving, start working towards what we're thankful for. Uh, not in the essence of the history of Thanksgiving, but just being thankful. So wherever we are in the world, even if it's not something that you celebrate, let us move towards the season of giving by giving to ourselves first in order to allow ourselves to be able to give and receive in the coming weeks. I wish you all well. Have a beautifully imperfect day. And we'll be together again soon. If you would like to uh, connect in with us, I would love to hear how things are going. You've got our Instagram. It's IP underscore parenting. I'm always open to um, getting messages or you can write me at ariel at imperfectparenting.net. Go to our site. I'm going to be doing some different events coming up and then Facebook as well. Uh, and uh, sign up so I can let you know what's going on. We've got some free stuff coming up, and um, big hug to all of you. You're doing great, no matter how your day is. Just you're doing great. Okay. Mommy, Bye. Thank you, sweetheart. Uh, and thank you to all of you who are passing messages out there. Oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> sharing episodes and. Um, doing reviews and if you do a review please do a screenshot of it and send it my way uh and as well share thank you later uh share an episode with a friend and screenshot it and i'm going to be doing a some special event with coaching just for you guys okay so uh send those two things plus let me know anything that has affected you one way or another in uh in an email And I would love to see what comes next. Bye. Thank you for listening to Imperfect Parenting and our Imperfect Podcast. For show notes, 
links to things we discussed, our blog, and more, please go to our website at www.imperfectparenting.net. If you have questions, comments, or stories you'd like to share, please go to our social media on our page or write us at info at imperfectparenting.net. We would love a review on iTunes from you and might have a couple surprises at the other side. So IP parents around the world, keep having a wonderfully imperfect day.